If you've ever wondered how to keep yourself and your kids happy and healthy for life, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Move Better Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a physical therapist, strength coach, and former cheerleader and coach. In this podcast, we talk all things related to living a healthy life filled with joy, peace, love, and lots of cheer. Thanks for listening. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Move Better, everyone. Today I have with me Dr. Kevin McGovern, who's a physical therapist and the uh, owner creator of Velocity RX, uh, which is a uh, a pit. You're going to explain it better for baseball <laughs> players uh, to to prevent pitching injuries and improve your velocity with with pitching. Uh, Kevin and I uh, are, are colleagues from the uh, Central Mass area, and we both went to Northeastern. So I love having Huskies on the on the go Huskies on the, on the uh, program. So welcome, Kevin. Tell let's talk a little bit about how you um, how you got here, you know, to creating Vel- Velocity RX, and what's your background, and tell me more. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Laura, for having me. I appreciate that. So, yeah, my name is Dr. Kevin McGovern. I have a uh, a cash base or fee for service practice uh, in Acton, Massachusetts. It is my uh, second go around. I had an insurance based practice called McGovern Physical Therapy for many many moons that I sold back in two thousand and thirteen or fourteen, um, and that was the dawning of basically two things that I do now. Um, which is the Velocity RX, which is a baseball pitching program, and all kind of um, centered or started from my uh, game, which is my movement intervention or not uh, invention. Um, so way back when, you know, obviously you and I went to the best PT school around. So when I started to hire other PTs, I realized that we all passed the same board exam, but people had different certain schools definitely had different focuses on, on what was going on. I kind of noticed that. And, you know, at the end of the day, back then, insurance regulation was really getting heavy. And, you know, we really had to fight very, very hard to get more visits for our patients. Right. And um, we really taught, uh, taught, treated in teams. So, you know, to keep access. So if someone didn't work Tuesday afternoon, but the patient could only come in, we treated. So we really needed an exam to kind of keep everyone on the same page. And there, there wasn't any, there was like the FMS and the F all these other exams, but granny couldn't do that. Right. Uh, Granny can't sit and do a full squat with her arms overhead. So I kind of needed something and I didn't find it. So I kind of, we kind of created our own, um, which, was event which was originally called the McGovern Movement Screen, just because you know I'm egotistical, but it has evolved. Um, after uh, you know, I, I started some strength and conditioning center, so it, it has evolved into GAME, which stands for Graded Active Movement Exam, and it is uh copywritten. And now we actually I actually score it, um, and it is really basically um, right after kinesiology, like what's supposed to move, it's really about the sequence of movement that every single person has Shaquille O'Neal, you, Granny, everyone has to get out of a chair and there's a a certain sequence. And in my opinion, there's only one sequence, right? There's only one way you're supposed to move. Everything after that is wrong. And the test has gone through many different things. Oh, let's give half credit. But now it's just like it's scored pass or fail. Uh, So that's kind of how the evaluative tool of, of my practice. Awesome. So, so what is included in that? 
besides get yeah, out. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's seven tests. I have more, but this is seven. There's a um, there's a couple of prerequisites. So um, things that people have to do that be able to contract their core and even get out of a chair. With some people, if they're very injured, can't even take the test. Um, the test has never been passed the first time because no one no one actually moves correctly. But there's you know um, three tests for the upper extremities and four tests essentially for the lower extremity. But um, I didn't invent squat and lunge. They're on there. Single leg deadlift or golfer's lift. I've got a couple of shoulder tests that are kind of unique to me. One I call this free throw test. But really, again, it's just measuring the sequence of movement. And then that parlays into into the Velocity RX program. So uh, obviously, uh, the game method is well, game evaluation. To, is it a game test? Yes. Game test, yeah, yes. Exa- yeah. Yeah. You can use that on everyone and then everybody. Yeah. Get specific in that kind of transition into the velocity RX. So how is that more specific on, I mean, is that just for baseball players or <sighs> baseball or softball really or overhand throwing athletes? Um, so like everything, like I kind of fell into that um, back in 2006. Um, I began treating this minor league baseball player, had some elbow issues and, he got released from the Dodgers, um, but was living out here. And then he hooked on with uh, what's called an independent baseball team, which is, you know, not part of Major League Baseball, but still minor league, where a lot of guys who are are cut from the Major League go to go and play in these leagues. And there's a team in Nashua, which former Red Sox manager Butch Butch Hobson was the manager at that time. And there's all these pitchers, and at that, at those two years that I was there, there were I think 12 pitchers who had seen major league time and a couple more that were drafted very, very high, all out of baseball for arm injuries. So when I began working with them, just, you know, I was, I was a pitcher myself until I was about 43 years old. Um, I tried to play a little bit at Northeastern, but they said I wasn't really good enough. That's fine. I don't hold the grudge, but (laughs) so I began to see all these players. Right. And, and they began you know, I'm like, well, show me what your program is because I'm interested in what, you know, like, hey, could I steal something for the Yankees or the Dodgers? And, Laura, when I, when I tell you that I would do exactly the opposite of what they were doing, I'm not lying. Like, they're, they were doing shoulder shrugs and stuff and all these things, and I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder you're out of baseball because this is exactly the opposite of what I would do. And that's really kind of part of which – uh, how I fell into it, and then getting back to my uh, amateur career as a baseball pitcher, I made a throw across the diamond in a nice, warm, 38-degree April day, and I actually tore my ulnar collateral ligament of my right elbow, um, which still is torn. I never got it repaired, and I pitched for another 20 years after that. So I had to teach myself how to throw without hurting my elbow again. Um, and that's kind of how I fell into this Velocity RX program, which is really designed for anybody to get them to throw correctly because uh, there's a lot of very bad information out there, and the um, incident of injuries is like through the roof. Yeah, and the UCL injury is um, pretty yep. pretty common in the baseball pitchers especially, right? There were more, I think, in 2021, 
um, it was 2020 with the pandemic, the stats are a little off. So in 2021, there were more pitchers in the major leagues on the disabled list, just pitchers, than there were total injuries in the National Football League. Wow. Yes. And it's almost double. It's not even close. So, and that's just at the major league level. So at the youth level, I mean, I've seen uh, ulnar collateral ligaments, but at this young age, they're really growth plate injuries because their ligaments, their elbows isn't formed as young as 10. And I've seen two, two gals. I've seen two softball players with UCL injuries. So it's really. Because they're, Pitching is completely different, like, it, but is it the same, <laughs> I guess? No, it is. You're right. It's 100% different because they are throwing it underhand. But what they are doing is, you know, if, if the girl plays different positions, like if she, if she doesn't pitch, she plays the outfield, they are doing, again, with social media, it's bad. They're doing men's training for gals, and it is different. So they're doing – long toss all these like what we call running guns the girls will run up and throw it as hard as they can which i'm completely completely against and you know we posture is so important in throwing and posture is so important in, in all movement you know um women have things in the front of them that men don't have that get, you know, they tend to be more rounded and the more rounded they get that puts their arm in a different position and they actually become more susceptible to UCL injuries than men just from a postural standpoint. So it's, it's, it really is an epidemic that is the solution is very simple. It's so, it's just a couple sequencing things and obviously cleaning up their movement is a big part, big part of it. So uh, what, how, how do you do that or how do you, you know, through, obviously you're doing your assessment and, mm-hmm. and then um, what does, so someone comes in with, we call them forward shoulders and elevated shoulders or, you know, forward head. Um, Cause if we're looking just upper body, but I know yep. that you also incorporate the upper body doesn't just affect what's happening as you pitch or throw, you know, it's a right. whole body approach. So t- dive into, you know, what velocity RX looks like and, <clears throat> how you how you incorporate that sure. it's very simple we I, I i really say human movement is a bunch of lego blocks right we have to start with lego block number one if that's wrong the whole model's wrong right so i really have three lego blocks or three pillars of movement scapular depression which is the ability to pull our shoulder blades down um when we lift our arm up as we you and i know our shoulder blade is to depress kind of like a cease to really for people listening it's like a seesaw as my hand goes up my shoulder blade goes down but 99 percent of the population when my hand goes up my shoulder blades become earrings so scapular depression the second is squatting right um to move from our center back you know we lift our leg up we're, we're sitting or getting into that hip most people the first thing they do is they bend their knee over their toe right and so pitchers and they lose balance and the third is walking. <laughs> and what I mean by that is all rotary sport is walking, meaning I'm turning from my belly button. If I'm facing north and you tell me dinner is 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 east, I'm immediately turning my belly button and going that way. But when we have all these other things that aren't working, that tight rotary movement of our spine becomes this beach ball or this parabola, and it really... Um, throws our timing off 
and it and it throws our efficiency off and our velocity off because there's the reason why people injure their UCL is they violate the rule of gravity is that they're accelerating their arm not last in the kinetic chain like tennis players right they serve the ball the last thing they do is is hit down on the ball you never see a tennis player with a Tommy John surgery right you know I mean the ones that are getting tennis elbow that has to do with vibration and the strings, but no one's hurting their UCL because they're accelerating their arm last. Whereas you'll see baseball pitchers, they'll throw their whole weight of their body first and they'll leave that arm back there. And that arm has to work up against gravity and then down. And it's that point of up against gravity. And you can take every pitcher who's ever injured themselves and film and right as they're going up against gravity is when they blow their elbow or their shoulder. Um, so is, so with that injury, are you going to focus on your obvious? Cause I'm going to look if I'm going to look at shoulder stability. So like you said, mm-hmm. the, the, the scapula and how much shoulder range of motion they have. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, is that where you start is looking at the, the scapula and then. Yeah. So I'm running on, you know, the, the, the two movements of the upper extremity for the game test is really kind of, we're doing like this jumping jack movement, right? So I'm looking at where their shoulders moving, you know, the first initial movement we see in most people is to shrug, right? So then, and there, I don't need to see anything else because that's Lego block one. It's wrong. It's opposite, right? So we've got to start with, you know, foam roller, you know, scapular depression exercises. Sometimes I've got to get in and manipulate the spine and get the thoracic spine moving. And once that happens, you'll get, you know, free, free motion of the, of the shoulder. And then, you know, so I'm looking there, I really could start it with two tests, which is, you know, that test and then a squat test, which is part of it. And you'll see people, you know, I could squat 400 pounds, you know, they move their knees first, you know, they, they lose their, um, lordosis of their, of their back. I mean, I think squat, you you can probably agree. This is probably one of the, the most poorly performed and poorly instructed movement in mankind. Like, like you'll see, oh, well, muscle and fitness says to do it this way. And I'm like, no, see toddler. Okay. Yeah. See the two-year-old. Yeah. That's how you squat, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, and I think it's, it's probably, it's, it's a ridiculously complicated movement <clears throat> that we try to make simple by, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then adding load to it before you're ready to oh, you know, these, own, own you, the movement. And that's the whole social media. These kids are out trying to outdo each other on TikTok videos. And I mean, I've seen compression fra- like this year alone. I've seen probably two 15 year olds with compression fractures of their back, like stuff that we never saw 20 years ago because kids weren't doing that. Now they're, you know, Hey, here, here's me. They're thinking about me. Here's me doing my squat with 400 pounds. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're, you're hurting yourself. And you know, getting a personal training degree 20 years ago was a lot harder or certificate. Now you can get it online with a couple of clicks and, or some kids are just doing it completely unsupervised and they're hurting themselves, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's the sad part. So sometimes I've got to clean that up before they're even able to go and pitch. And then of course we have the helicopter parents who are like, well, can he pitch Saturday? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Saturday, 2024, right? Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, it's just like, you know, and I always say, look, 
little Johnny can't get a college scholarship at 13, but he can blow one. Right. Like, and it's, so that's the other part of the battle, but a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of parents buy in and, and they see the result. I mean, I've had crazy stuff, seven, eight miles an hour of, of velocity gains in, in, you know, five or six weeks. It's pretty crazy by just, just really perfecting their movement and fixing their mechanics. Um, I, I want to dive more into like the injuries now that will stop you from later, but just to, like, you're not saying kids shouldn't like, shouldn't lift. Like it's okay for kids to lift, but the pro like, and this is across the board kids or granny, if you can do the movement correctly and you have good motor control and mm-hmm. you're able to control your body and your, your positioning is right. And all those things fit together, then you can add load to that. But otherwise you're just adding load to dysfunction and it creates more dysfunction and problems. And that's when the injuries come in. Is that 1000%. I'm a huge Olympic lifting proponent, but it has to be done with the utmost precision or you're going to get hurt. You know, most kids now their body weight is enough, but I understand everyone's trying to compete, but I've really never seen someone come in my office and do a perfectly <laughs> loaded squat. It's just, it is like you said, it's such a complicated movement that we can spend hours on right. foot placement and, and all that kind of stuff of where it should be. Um, but yes, once someone is doing it correctly, load force, all that comes into play. Absolutely. Um, and so getting into like, and progressing and getting them back into the, the field or back into lifting or wherever they're going. There are things to do to break it down. Like you can, you know, there, there's an argument to be made that single leg exercises are going to be better than a double leg squat. And they're 10 times harder because, because it's a single leg. Um, mm-hmm. But that, you know, you're going to develop more force and, and, um, and I would think that would translate, you know, you're doing a, a, either a single leg squat on the left leg and, or a deadlift. I like the deadlift. I think that's an easier mm-hmm. one to coach than single leg squat or for girls, at least I think it is. Right. Um, will correlate with, you know, the opposite shoulder and that rotary stuff. So how are you incorporating, how, how are you progressing them or like, what kind of things are you doing to? Yeah. To- so my, my regimen, um, I start them off in sitting. I have something called a, a literally a catcher squat that they're literally getting into. You know, a lot of people will lose, you know, they can't get their trunk forward enough over their toes. And, you know, the biggest thing I say is, and I, I see is that they can't keep that lordotic posture. So I literally have going at the baseball feel, I have something called a catcher squat where they're like sitting on a, you know, 24 inch box and they're literally lifting off one millimeter, just unweighting their glutes. People have such a hard time doing that. A lot of they'll feel their quad. So getting that feel, you know, then I'm moving foot position. So we can go straight, 10 and 2, sumo. And I've got some crazy stuff for a, for a martial arts cross-stand squat where they're literally crisscrossing their feet. Um, but then I have them doing um, karate kid, what I call a crane, a martial art where they're essentially, you know, bringing like the karate kid of lifting from their hip flexor. So, cause those, cause really, you know, when you talk about an athlete, it's really, if you have a high speed camera and we take all these pictures, I want to pull out the movement that where there's c- compensatory movements and shorten it. So we can go from like essentially a lunge 
to a march to a hip within with one movement, right? That that movement flow and take out every because you're no one moves correctly, but your professional athletes have much better compensatory skills, so they can they can get around it. But when we really talk movement is getting it free flowing and going from point A to point B like that and smooth and and so all that gets incorporated and you'll see their mechanics just like change and, and just like oh my god like you know all we did was work on lunge squat and hip flexors that's it and that changes everything about even their upper body because their base is so much better so how so what um how long does a re- that's a loaded question how long does a rehab process take <clears throat> someone comes to you with a I mean, is that what you see mostly? So you saw some compression factors. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see half and half. I'll see post injury, and then I'll see you know like help, like fix me. I want to gain velocity. Um, you know, in a gross motor, I'd say it would take me about ten sessions where I'd feel comfortable. But I have clients that are like year long that I'm constantly you know that that we're doing little tweaks, right? You know, can I take you from a white belt? to a purple belt and you're able to pitch. Yeah. But we talk about getting from purple to black. We're really talking about refining the movement something that was okay when you were learning the movement is not okay now. Cause we can do it, do it that much better because at the end of the day, my pitchers from 45 feet, I want them to hit the strike zone seven out of 10 times blindfolded. We, we do a lot of work with it because you can't be thinking about your mechanics on the mound. People are yelling at you, the other team yelling, your mom's yelling at you, your father's pissed at you. So <laughs> we want to be able to have them feel it and to, you know, have, be centered and, and with themselves to be able to do it blindfolded. Um, I wouldn't recommend them doing that in a game, but you'd be surprised sometimes people are, after they can relax, move so much better blindfolded that they just, they just feel it better because their eyes kind of like play tricks at us. But yeah, that's the end. The end. The end result is uh, blindfolded strikes. That's, I, I think <laughs> I, I don't. I don't ever think to you know. I uh, in my head, I think okay, we got to put in a different stimulus, but I don't ever think about taking away a stimulus um, like blindfold, yeah. um, you know, or even uh, you know, wearing a headset or blocking out noise mm-hmm. can't stuff um, and do in training. And I think that's a it's important because um, it puts you into real life situation too. You know, but yeah, when I stopped killing my knees and I couldn't play basketball anymore for exercise, I took up Kempo Jiu-Jitsu martial arts probably back in 2003 or 2004. And and really the study of martial arts has made me a much better therapist, especially we talk about movement flow and, you know, getting rid of a sense. You know, we're doing a drill where, you know, you're fighting four people with your eyes closed. You really have to feel where you're at and. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps taking away a sense. How do do you have space in your, like where you train people that you can have them throw 45 feet? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So that's a great question. So I have, uh, about 40 feet of turf, um, but the net and targets are positioned as if they're throwing to 60. Um, I have a, um, this company called Diamond Kinetics makes a, a computerized baseball um, that weighs the same but gives me all this readout, gives me velocity, 
what's called spin rate and how many revolutions it's going and how is it going, how it moves. So even in that space, um, I don't need a, I don't need a full, a full mound to be able to do it, which is pretty, which is pretty cool. That's And it, it's computerized. It's not a, it's a, it's very yeah. like an AI thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like the ball and it, um, it hooks up to your iPhone uh, or any phone, I guess. And it, It'll give you a digital a readout. And so for each kid or, or person or a guy, gal, I'll be able to keep stats on them as they go. So I'll usually do after I feel comfortable with their mechanics that they're not going to hurt themselves, I'll take an initial velocity reading. And then, you know, every so often we'll, t- we'll take another one because everyone velocity like the beach muscles everyone's everyone's into the velo man yeah. so but I'll, I'll give that you know i'll give i'll i'll we'll take all those right right in my office so it's it's good and the ball is pretty accurate it's pretty accurate it's within a mile an hour or two it's pretty good it's pretty cool it's yeah very yeah it's a for, for i think it's a <laughs> i think it's 129 dollars you know they they run out from you know if you spike it into the ground after a while you need to get another one but they're not bad that's awesome yeah um, and so how do, um, how are people coming to find you and how are they like, so someone you just, are you, you mostly see people in town or you like, and are you? Yeah, it's a great. So yeah, right now I see people, um, at my office and they can find me at my website at perfectmotionsportstherapy.com. But I'm working to go virtual. So I'm working um, on a course that VelociRx will be a corrective exercise and mechanical course. That'll be the lead into my program. Um, and I'll have a different, a few tiers that will actually have a mastermind group where they'll be um, by uh, twice a month, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, whatever it is, calls. Um, and those calls will be going over different exercises, film study, breaking it down so people can see maybe you know, a couple of people submit their films and we do like a film study. And then the top tier will be, you know, where I'll be someone's pitching agent where um, it'll really be a lot of no's. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. You know, or, you know, looking and saying, look, your arm is here. Get whoever you're working with to get your arm here. So, you know, to kind of give assessments to keep the, with the whole premise and purpose of keeping them on the field healthy um because what i usually say is if you have a bad hitting instructor you know you go 0 for 15 in your tournament on the weekend if you have a bad pitching instructor you end up in the or and that's pretty much what you know there's no two ways about that's that's the the blunt honest truth so i'm trying to keep kids out of the or because like tommy john surgery is like yeah, I've got the TJ already. We're good. Like, that's insane. And there's even, I've had people ask about elective Tommy John surgery. That's how crazy it's gotten. Why would, oh, yeah. why would you choose uh, to have an elective because, Tommy John? You know, because when they do it, um, you know, they triple the, essentially they'll triple the thickness of the ligament because they take that, what's your pulmonary longest? And people are like, let's just get it done. If everyone's going to happen, everyone's going to have it. And it's just insane. And, you know, the other sad part is everyone's measuring all this stuff. Oh, we're measuring the mechanics, but no one's actually doing anything to fix the mechanics. So I don't know if people don't want to step out of the line and be like, to me, it's just like, dude, throw with gravity. 
<laughs> don't throw against it. You're going to lose. That I mean, it, maybe I've just oversimplified it, but I mean that's pretty much what it is. Well, my my quick question, I think, is is if you it, it, that's that seems like that's a massive change from how throwing has been taught and has been done for, forever. And so, I I would think that the question. Like, why am I going to change it? Because this is how it's supposed to be done. And so if I change it, I'm not going to be able to throw as quickly and as uh, efficiently and accurately. Um, and the, uh, the back to back up a little bit, the, you know, the, on the elective surgery, like we can see, and I don't know exactly what Chris Sales's injuries are, but competitively mm -hmm. he's had, I don't know if he's had multiple Tommy John surgeries, but something goes on with his elbow every time. Every and it, so it doesn't fix the problem. It's, you know, it's correcting the, the, the structural problem, but it's not fixing it's, why that happened. And I think the huge thing is fix why it's happening. It's so great that you brought that up. So also back in 2006, I started predicting baseball players that would unfortunately injure their elbow. And I had, I was right up until Chris Sale, because I thought Chris Sale, because if you look at Pick, he just must have unbelievable flexibility of his ligaments. I had picked him back in 2020 or 19 or whatever it was. So it took two years for it to finally finally hurt himself. But, yeah, you will get, first of all, the, the original Tommy John, okay, back in 1974, was back. He threw 200. He missed a year, and then he came back and threw 257 innings. We would assume the surgery is a little bit better than it was in 1974. Yet, the rehab time is doubled or even tripled because of what you said. They're not fixing the problem. So now we have, you know, Tommy John was this like 5'10", frumpy guy. Now you've got guys 6'4", 6'5", these, these horses, but they're still throwing with the same bad technique, but they're, you know, can bench, you know, bench press the entire dugout, and that's the problem. Bigger, stronger, faster guys on the same bad mechanic and nobody wants to change the mechanics. And I have no idea why, because it is the, in my opinion, the main cause of every single injury. Yeah. Because you look guy back in guys in yesteryear throwing, you know, 300 innings a year, 20 complete games. I mean, Jim Palmer and the Orioles back in the seventies, had five years in a row where he threw over 20 complete games. I don't think there were 20 complete games in the entire American League last year. So it's a whole different, a whole different animal. So correct mechanics, people. That's a big thing. That's you know, and that's I think that's across the board, especially at a young age, especially yep. when you can do it, yep. when you can really learn movement at 10, 11, 12. Don't wait until you're 17. Right. You know. Um, and this is not to throw parents under the bus because I'm not a parent, so I don't I'm not criticizing you. <laughs> but I do think, you know, the culture and I don't know that I think parents are the symptom. I think the culture comes from. Uh, I don't know. I can't blame NCAA pros, whatever. Like it's trickle down. It's from mm -hmm. the top down that, you know, little John wants to become the major league pitcher. Mm -hmm. And so what are they going to do? They they get into and I don't is baseball year round like uh like like well, soccer, people people start to train yeah people are training year round for sure now because now the revel the what's the the dawning or the really influx of travel ball where yeah. it is a, a whole year 
whether they're they might not be playing games, but certainly training you around a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, and so are you seeing like you had talked about parent helicopter parents and parents that are like pushing for their 13 year old son to get a college scholarship, not thinking about the long term consequences of that. Um, how do you how do you work with them? Because <laughs> I think that's you know, I, I mean, it's 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 not just and it's not just baseball parents, not it's you know, we all want our youth to be able to do what they love for their life. And college is expensive and mm. you have to be top tier to play D one, but then top more top, higher than the top, you know, top of the proof to be professional. And sure. how do you get there if you don't start training young and you're not and that's and if they're having, you know, if you want to be able to compete like with cheerleading, if you're on an all-star team, they compete year round. They start, mm-hmm. they have tryouts in May, they start training like through the summer and then they compete September through April. And if you want to compete at the top form so that you're that you're ready for college and you're and you have these skills, then you have to be involved in that year mm-hmm. round. But it's detrimental. So how do you draw the line or how do you and 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 I understand so I understand where parents are coming from and sort of coaches because the coaches of the gyms want to keep their programs going and keep their athletes involved in the game. But how do you, how do we how do we affect that positively without changing massive culture that's there? Because I think that's a huge I don't think that's Yeah. I, mean, I hate to use like like a, a catchphrase, but follow the science, right? You have a lot of people in our space that have no should not be in our space, right? You know, the the qualifications of a pitching instructor has been well I played minor league ball in the Carolinas league, but you couldn't tell me a glute medius from an upper trap, right? So you don't know human movement. And again, a lot of parents, not all, but a lot of them chase the shiny object. Oh, well, you say little Johnny should be out for six weeks, but, you know, Brett, the pitching instructor, says pain is okay, just take Advil. Like, no. Um, So there is a lot of that, you know. It's really only the results and education that you can be like look here's the result this is what we've done you just have to let it go through its process but um dealing with parents is hard i've had you know and i'm sometimes be like i don't want to be i told you so but i told you so but there are a lot who don't listen not all but there are some who who are living through their kids i'm sure you see it right and and they um yeah, I just can't emphasize enough on on the nastiness of that surgery, the nastiness of the growth plate injury, and and you know baseball. Most of the kids who play in in the Little League World Series that we all like to watch in August. Oh, look at a little kid! And you know, more than half of those kids never even end up playing high school baseball, right? Because they go from that 12 year old to 13, the bigger diamond, they hit puberty and then all kinds of things happen. And that's really that 11 to 13 year old kid is really what this whole program is built around is really the danger zone. You really, really have to be as a trainer on top of your game because one day, you you know, in the spring, you could be looking at little Johnny at five, four, 
and then come September, he's six feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. and there you've got to adapt to that. And in order to adapt to that, you have to be highly skilled at what you do. That doesn't mean that you chew tobacco and and sunflower seeds in a dugout somewhere. Yeah. Just my my two cents on that. You mean that's not the healthy way to get there? No. Well, I mean it is, but uh, it's sunflower not, seeds might be okay. But that yeah. just that just doesn't mean that you know everything about. Right. You know, and just because you have the 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 more followers on TikTok or 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 Instagram does not mean that you that means you're a great marketer, right? I'll tip your hat, but can you fix the growth plate? Do you even know what a growth plate is? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and why is that important? I and why that is that important? Hundred percent. Yes. Um, I you know I think uh, I think what your the the program the Velocity RX program is going to be great because it's not just a rehab program to get to get better from an injury, but there's a component of that, but it sounds like there's, it's let's start young. Let's start mm -hmm. teaching them so that they can learn to do this correctly and, yep. and build resiliency for the long haul. I think yep. that's the key thing, you know, that, and, and that's what, that's what parents want is for their mm -hmm. kids to be able to play for the long haul and, you know, and, um, and enjoy the process and feel good in the process. And nobody wants, nobody wants to go into surgery, no, mm. you know, what hope, even elective surgery. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody do. wants that. Right. And, you know, um, part of this too, there's a, you know, you may have heard of pitch count, you know, when someone gets yeah. to a certain number, you pull them out. Well, um, my other podcasts I do, my, my buddy, we've been, we've collaborated and have a new pitch count uh, quotation or, strategy in which we're doing movement and functional tests between innings because one pitch could be bad right but 50 pitches might not be bad so it's just not the number the number is a false narrative it has to be part of the number and movement and we've created something i think it's pretty neat that we'll be teaching the coaches also the kid the coaches can take a course to keep their kids safe oh that's awesome i'm excited yeah. so we'll talk we'll get we'll dive into that more next absolutely time. awesome um, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the key on the, on the pitch count and the fatigue, which I'm really glad that you're looking for is like our bodies, your, your brain, your motor control, your body, when it's, it will fatigue at some point and it mm -hmm. may be one rep or it may be 50 reps. And it's going to depend on where you are, how you slept the night before, what your nutrition's like, how you're hydrated. And, and, you know, did you just tweak your neck a little bit that, you know, it's mm -hmm. going to throw your shoulder off. So there's a lot more involved than just the number of repetitions in anything that you do, whether it's pitching uh, or lifting or taking a walk. So thousand percent. Yeah. Kevin, where can people reach you and um, how can they learn more about velocity RX and, and all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah. And the best, the best place is to, is through my website. All my social media is there. So that's perfect motion sports therapy.com. And, uh, You'll see a page dedicated to Velocirx. You can text me through that. Uh, that and I mean that's how you get hold of me. Awesome. And then you have you have two podcasts, did you say? Yeah. So I've got a baseball. So I've got a Prove It Live. Uh, you can proveitlive.com. That's a baseball physical therapy mesh. And then I just started, uh, which you'll be an upcoming guest on the game show, which is not about uh, Wheel of Fortune or right. or match game. It's you know. But it's about functional movement and physical therapy and kind of educating the public on movement and bringing in guests that, that deal in movement. And you'll be one of my guests very soon. 
Awesome. Well, I look, I very much look forward to that. <laughs> awesome. You know, like movement. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, well, thanks for having me. And uh, everybody check out Kevin's stuff and all the links will be in the show notes. Uh, don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out, take life one step at a time and go have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Move Better podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you learned something on this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you'd like to work with me on your journey towards healthy movement and fitness, please go to www.movebetterllc.com and schedule a free discovery visit to discuss your goals. And there you can also find all of our free guides. Thanks for being part of our cheer team. Remember to live life with pure joy and love and with extraordinary cheer.